Nun Chesimah Beis, 18 lines from the bottom, the first word on the line is Hahu, that's where we will begin. Hahu Gavra de Katz, Kasva Michavre. There was this uh, guy, this fellow, who cut down, a Kasva is a, uh, a decal, a palm tree of his friend. Asalakame de Reish Galusa, the, uh, the issue came to the Reish Galusa, essentially like uh, how much... Uh, should that fellow have to pay? Amalei, the Reish Galusa, maybe Amalehu, he said to them, Ledidi Chazili, I saw uh, that uh, palm tree area, Ve Talsa Ta'alasa Bekina Havu Kaimi. And um, there were three palm trees there, one right next to the other. And they were worth, the three of them together, were worth a hundred zuz. And this fellow cut down one. So Zil Havle, um, he tells, the Reish Klusa tells the one who cut it down, go give the fellow who was the owner of the palm tree, Tilsin, Vitilsa, Vitilsin, Vitilsa, Vitilsa. So um, basically 33 and a third. One third of the cost of the three because you cut down one. Now, Amar, the Mazik, said back, that's ridiculous. Gabi Reish Galusa did doindina de Lamali. To go to a Reish Galusa who judges like uh, uh, Persian or um, uh, Goyish um, non Torah um, psakim, why do I even need that? Okay, so I guess the uh, fellow was not happy with that. Asa Lakame de Rav Nachman, and I started with Rav Nachman, the case came before. Rav Nachman. Now we're going to refer back to this when we get down to the bottom of the next Amud. Uh, Amarle and Rav Nachman had said, well, you know how you should assess it? Be Shishim, which is something we're familiar with from the previous Sogia, that it should be assessed as uh, 1 in 60 total, not not as uh, the actual value. Amarle Rava, I circled Rava. I guess Rava says to Rav Nachman, Im Amru, Benizke Mamoinai, if they uh, say when a person's animal damages something, this kula of one in sixty, yoim ruben is gufai. Should the same be said when they're talking about when the person himself did the damage? The case here was where the person himself uh, uh, chopped down the uh, tree. Amarle abaye. I circled Abaye. Now Abaye responds to Rav and says, Benizke Gufai, my daitech. One second, what are you thinking about when the person himself is responsible for the damage? Now, this sort of a, I guess you call it an objection that Abaye raises to Rava. I put a long point marking in the margin. It goes down almost a good 10 lines on Nun Tesimad Aleph till first word on the line is Is. And uh, here's what Abaye has to say. Uh, gufa, my daitech. What do you think when it comes to Niske Gufa? In other words, the, the person himself did the damage, not the person's animal. Uh, connector Disanyo, we bring a Brysa, goes for a li- uh, two and a half lines and starts here. Um, ha mav kir karmoy shel If a person, uh, let's say, damages, um, destroys the vineyard of his friend, Smadar, when it's in the first uh, fruits are starting to bud, starting to grow stage. So how do you assess the damage there? How much was it worth uh, right before the damage was done? And how much would it be worth in the future? Um, like when, it's, when it was fully uh, laden with fruit. Now, that's the end of the Tanaic source, connector V'ilu. And as far as, I put one word in a phrase marking, Bashishim. 
any sort of mention of doing it 1 to 60, like Kitani, comma, connector. Now, well, doesn't it say similarly also when it comes to a person's animal doing damage? Desanya. We now have a rather extensive brisa. It goes down to four, six to the seventh line on Nuntasimut Aleph, and it's going to be dealing with three main subjects. Uh, when, let's say, yeah, I underline the first two words in the brisa, uh, Kitzma Nitia. If, uh, let's say, an animal uh, cuts off a tree while it's still a sapling, I don't know those two words. Three lines later, uh, directly underneath, is Achla Chazes, if the animal ate it when it already started to grow, when it's sort of like in the green grain um, state. And then on the top line of Nuntesa Madalaf, actually the first two words, I also underlined Achlas Madar, which is a later stage where uh, the animal would eat it when the fruits already start to grow. And in each one of these stages, we're going to see what the Brisa says. Um, first stage, there'll be one opinion. The second stage will be two opinions. And you guess it, the third stage will be three opinions. So here's the first stage. If an animal um, sort of cut off... A, a young tree, Kitmanitia, Rabiosi, who I boxed, I mer, uh, the Gozreg, Zero, Shibushalayim, those who made degrees in Jerusalem, uh, Admon and Hanan ben Avshalayim. Uh, I mean, they said, Natia Bashnasa, well, if it was a one year old sapling, what has to be paid is Shte Kesef, uh, two Kesef, and Bashteshan, if it's two years, Arba Kesef. Okay, Kama. Achla Chazes, if the animal uh, ate it when it was in the, Rashi calls it the Shachas. Uh, stage. It's uh, still attached. It's kind of like uh, not really fully developed yet. Well, Rabbi Yossi Aglili, who we boxed, Oimer, Nidain B'Meshuyar Shaboy. You view it, uh, what it will be worth, B'Meshuyar Shaboy, with what's left when it is fully developed. Um, the Chachamim, however, I box Chachamim, say, Royan Oisa, you view it, Kama Haisa Yafa. Uh, um, how much was the land worth with the shachas, and how much was the land worth now that that shachas is not there because the animal ate it? And most importantly for us, the achla smadar, because um, that's the case we're going to be dealing with, we'll have three opinions here. Rabbi Yeshua is the first. Rabbi Yeshua says, how do you assess the damage uh, there? Uh, you don't look at them. Anovim is uh, grapes. It could be it was grapes, could be it was other fruits, but you don't look at it as though it was um, the fruit in its early stage as it was when it was uh, consumed. Rather, you view it as though it was fully grown fruit and, and then you make the assessment. The Chachamim, I box the Chachamim, Kama Kama How much would that um, land be worth to sell when it is? Smadar at that early stage, and that's obviously going to be a lesser amount that has to be paid. And finally, Reb Shimon ben Yehuda, who we box, the third opinion, he says in the name of Reb Shimon, I am not Reb Shimon, when is it that we make that assessment uh, via the land as well? In other words, the uh, amount of produce along with the land, that's when the uh, produce was consumed as lulve gefanim or yichor te'enim, um, when the, the grapes start to uh, have the beginning of their growth, or the 
figs, if it was figs, and there being another aval achla figim oiboisar, if it was consumed um, at a later stage of development, then you basically look at it as though it is um, th- whatever the fruit is, fully developed fruit, and that's how you make the assessment. Okay, that's the end of quite a long Tanaic source. Ketani Miha, let's focus our attention, uh, says the Gemara, on uh, one line, the, the Shitas Chachamim, that was on the second and third line. We'll repeat it. Put the right angles in. A quote of just over a line from the price above. You view the uh, situation. How much, um, how much is it worth now? How much was it worth before along with the land? Now, we didn't see anything about Velokitani Bishishim. Now, clearly, since this is uh, a case of where the... Um, it, it's being consumed by the animal, Ella Maislach Lameymar. It clearly has to be a case of Shishim, and we know that. Well, then, Hachanami, when we're dealing with the case of a person doing damage, even though it didn't say Bishishim, it's Bishishim. Period. So, uh, Abayas basically pointed out to Rava that, just like Rav Nachman had said, the assessment is made Bishishim. Amar Abaye, says Abaye, um, I guess as long as he was the one who was. Um, marshalling the previous issue, Rabbi Yossi Aglili, who um, we had on the bottom of the previous Amud when the animal ate chazes, uh, and uh, Rabbi Yishmal, who we'll have in about three or four lines from now, Amru Davar Echad. Essentially, they are saying a, a similar uh, thing. Let's see. Rabbi Yosei Hadamran, we said on the bottom of the previous Amud, that if the animal ate chazes, you look at it, and not as though it was chazes that was eaten, but rather if it was fully uh, developed um, produce that was consumed. And I guess Rabbi Shmuel be saying the same thing. Rabbi Shmuel, de Sanya. Barbings of Brisa goes uh, almost four lines and uh, starts here, quoting a Pasuk. Now the Pasuk is discussing if a person's uh, is responsible for damage to another person's uh, field. How much does he have to compensate? Well, metiv sadeu metiv karma yishalem. The best of his field or the best of his vineyard, he shall uh, pay in compensation. Metiv sadeu says the brisa shall nizak. That's the highest quality of the field of the one who was damaged. And metiv karma shall nizak of the one who was damaged. Divrei, Rabbi Yishmol. And uh, I boxed Rabbi Yishmael's name. I also boxed Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva, The whole point of the Pasuk is to come to say that if it's a case of damages that a person is responsible for, and he's going to pay back with land, he has to pay back with the highest quality land, all the more so for Hektish. Now, the Gemara goes on for about six lines here, which is a little bit of what seems to be a... Uh, side point. So I put in brackets from here until the last word on the line, six lines later, is Ella. Right before that Ella, I close the brackets. Uh, Gamora's going to now go, uh, we'll see what's in the brackets, and tell us what we're not supposed to say. The low tema, don't say, when we talk about like the metav of the nizak that Rabbi Shmuel had mentioned, don't say it's Karavedi Baravin. Why? What did he say? Damaravadi Baravin, Kivin Sha'achla Aruga. He says the cases where the animal consumed like one section of the field, 
Now, we don't know because there's different quality produce uh, planted in the different sections of the field. And we have no idea. Was that a part of the field that had been planted with a weaker crop, or a much richer, uh, more expensive crop? Da'amar, where we say, Kum shlim shmeina b'meitav di'ika hashta. Well, you're going to have to pay as though it is a uh, more valuable uh, crop with the top quality produce that there is now. Kama tahochi loyamrinan. That which we just suggested, which we just said, we do not say. My time, what's the reason? Well, because simply, if I am coming to you and saying that you have to pay me money for whatever the reason is, the burden of proof is on me to show how much you owe. And since no one has any idea what the quality of the produce was that the animal ate, that can't be the case. Uh, that's the end of the brackets. I close the brackets. Ella, I squeal on the Ella. Ella b'meitav delikame. It must be uh, when Rabbi Shmuel is talking about meitav, it's the meitav that will be when it's fully grown. Umay nihu. And what is that? Like we just said, kiheich desalik, as it is when it's finished, meaning at harvest time, and that was the same thing, essentially, that had been said by Rabbi Yossi HaGlili, period. Amar we go back to uh, the third, fourth line of this uh, Amud, when we had Rabbi Shimon Yehuda. I put the right angles in over here, it's a two-line quote from the above uh, Tanaic source, and uh, essentially what we're going to do is we're going to make Diukim, uh, two of them, and we're going to apparently uh, bring out what seems to be a steered or contradiction in the uh, Diukim. Samar Mar. Rab Shimon ben Yehuda, Imer, Mishum, Shimon ben Medvar, more and more is that. Sha'achul Gefanim ve'yichure te'enim. That's a very early uh, stage development of uh, uh, produce. The diuk would be that that's when we say it. Um, that's the end of the quote from the above Brysa, close the right angle. Hasmadar, I dot underline hasmadar. Well, if it was a later stage, like when the fruit first starts to appear as cute little baby fruits, royanoisan ki'ilu, well, that would then have to be that you would view if the animal ate the fruit in that stage as though it was anavim oimdesli botzer, fruit ready to be picked, fully fully grown. And that apparently would be the duke that we would make from that part of the Mishnah. The thing is, though, ema seifa. If you keep reading in the Tanaic source, here's another about a line and a half quote, it said, "Achla uh, figim or boisar who de'en That's where we um, we will view it. Who de'royinaisan ki ilu anavimonesli botzer? That's when we view it as though it's fully grown fruit. The diuk would be, I dot underline two words. Ha smadar. Um, if it was the early stage of fruit development, apparently Roynasan Kiluhi Yafa Vekama Haisa Yafa. We view it differently, not as though it's fully grown fruit, but uh, what's it worth now? What was it worth before? Um, Ravina. So Ravina explains Kroch Utsani. The way Ravina wants to learn that opinion is rolling it up all into uh, one issue, meaning it mentions Achlas Madar specifically by the second half. Uh, so you would do it like this. It goes for about two and a half lines. The rereading, but where is that? or Basically, ver- very early stage development. We'll call it maybe the uh, first of the significant stages of development. Kama aval smadar. Line smadar. Now smadar is a second stage of development. It's it's right when the um, 
flower, the blossom of that uh, fruit tree falls off and the little baby fruit starts to grow, or figin or baisar, which is a later stage when it's already a little bit bigger, the fruits, then you look at it as though it's fully grown fruit. That's the end of the Tanaic source. And uh, bottom line, it seems like as far as Smadar, you view it as though it's already at the Bosar stage. If that's the case, then that's the way we're understanding Amrishim and Yehuda. Then how's Rishim and Yehuda saying anything differently than the first opinion, which is on the first line of this Amud, Rabbi Yeshua? Well, they do sound very similar and actually are very similar. There is one difference. The issue that would be a machokas uh, between the two of them is kachash gufna. The um, the weakening, or that's literally, or maybe the depreciation of the vine. Remember, the person who's animal ate this stuff is going to have to pay. However, he has a reasonable claim to say, well, listen, if the fruit would have grown fully, like another month or two, whatever would have taken for it to grow, there would have been a certain weakening or depreciation of the vine, which it didn't happen because the fruit never got to that stage. Uh, and, and that should be subtracted for what I have to pay. That's what one of those opinions holds. Veloy misaimi, and it's not clear, uh, who, whether it's Rabbi Yeshua or Rabbi Shimon Yehuda who holds that. Abaye Amar Abaye says, actually, it is clear. Misaimi, umisaimi. We know who says it. Why? Because let's look elsewhere and, and try to figure this out. Who is the Tana, Mantana of those two Tanaim, Dechayesh Lekachash Gufna, who seems in another place to be concerned with the assessed value of the depreciation of the vine, which will not happen now because the grapes never grew on it, that is actually Rishim and Yehudahi Desanya. Bring a brysa, it goes for a word, two lines plus another word, and starts here. And here it is, Rishim and Yehuda. That's the name we're looking for. It says in the name Rishim and Menasya, in a case of a, a man who rapes a woman, the woman uh, was previously a basula, she was a virgin, now she's not. So there's a lot of different assessments we have to make as far as uh, how much the, um, the, the, the attacker has to compensate. Oines, if he's ma'anes a besula, one thing apparently he would not have to, at least one Rishim who to pay, is eno mishalem esha tsar. He doesn't have to pay the the pain of, uh, you know, sometimes for a woman, um, when she loses her virginity, that's a, a bit of a painful experience. Um, you know why Rishim Yehuda says that the um, the rapist doesn't have to pay that? Because anyway, if she wasn't raped, she'd uh, you know get married to a man, and the first time he was with her, he would also have her uh, lose her virginity. So there's no reason that the the rapist should have to pay that. Kama Amrulai, they said back to Rib Shimon Ben Yehuda. One second, there's a massive difference. Ain't no doma nivelas berotzoin. A woman who willingly has relations uh, with the man, specifically like her husband, la nivelas ba'ines. Then a woman who is forced to have the relations. So they don't agree with Rishim and Yehuda. But bottom line, we see Rishim and Yehuda is the one who says we take all of these things into account. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Amar Abaye. Um, I guess we could really say this almost this entire. Amud is it's the end of Abai's response to Rava. It's Abai saying that Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Yishmael basically say the same thing. And here's Abai again. Amar Abaye, Hani Tanoi, the Tanaim that we're about to see in about two lines from now, and Rabbi Shem ben Yehuda, who we've seen extensively on this Amud, Amru Davrecha, they essentially are saying the same thing. What's that? Well, Rabbi Shem ben Yehuda had Amran, that which you said, and Hani Tanoi, who are they? Maihi Desanya. We have a 
um, a Tanaic source, it goes for about 10 words. Rabbi Yossi Oimer Nechi Chaya, Benazai Oimer Nechi Mezainus. What is the case, Bichlal? Um, so the case is when a, a man did something, uh, let's say he hit a, a pregnant woman and caused her to miscarry, the Dmei Vlada is that which he has to compensate for the unborn children that he caused her to miscarry, um, is what we're discussing over here. Uh, Rebiosi says that we take into account Nechi Chaya. Um, if this woman uh, was giving birth regularly, if the, the pregnancy had gone to full term and she gave birth, she'd have to pay for a, a midwife, which uh, did not have to get paid for uh, at this time. Ben Azayimer, Nechi Mezainis, you would subtract another issue, which would be the additional food that she would have to have been eating if the pregnancy would have continued, which she doesn't have to eat now. So that's also can be viewed as a bit of a savings. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Now, Manda Amar, Nechi Chaya, Manda Amar. According to the opinion who says that you would um, subtract from what the rapist has to pay, the cost of the midwife, which she's actually saving because she didn't give birth, well, kol all the more so that um, you would subtract the mizonos, uh, the additional food, which she's not going to need to eat. However, kama manda amar, the other manda amar, we learn that manda amar you subtract that, aval nechichaya lo. Why? To amar lay, because the um, husband of the woman who was uh, miscarried because of this man who attacked her, itita didi pekichahi veloi mibayachai. You're saying you're going to not pay me because I'd have to pay a midwife. Well, I'll tell you, my, my wife is an expert uh, at giving birth or whatever it is, and uh, she wouldn't need a midwife. So don't tell me you're going to subtract what you're going to pay for me. The midwife, my wife could have given birth without a midwife. Semicolon. Rapopov Rav Huna Brader Yeshua Avud Uvda Kavase de Rav Nachman I put a corresponding arrow over here, pointing back. Um, it's really actually back to the about uh, 12 lines be, uh, on the bottom of Nun Ches Amud Beis. Nachman is the one who had said, and here it is again, that the assessment is made in the realm of uh, 160. In other words, how much would 60 times be worth? How much is this worth? And then one of those units. They themselves, Shamu Dikla, Agav Katina Daara. They made an assessment of how much the uh, palm tree uh, would be valued at for the fellow who chops it down, um, along with a little piece of land. Vihilchasa, we have two psakhalachas uh, over here, one here, one one line later. Vihilchasa Kavasidra Papan Rufudabri Vishua, when it comes to a Dikla de Armaa, the uh, Armenian type of Dekel. That you go along and you do it uh, out of the land, whereas Hilchasa Kavase de Reish Galusa. Remember, we started this whole uh, shear with uh, the fellow at the uh, uh, person who cut down his palm tree and then went to the Reish Galusa, and the Reish Galusa said, You pay full damages. Well, actually, that's what Allah is like if it's a very valuable type of palm tree, like a Dikla Parsa. The, uh, I guess, the Persian palm trees are very Khashiv, and uh, the assessment made there is. Uh, how much was it actually worth? Not one to sixty, not one in some other ratio, but what was the actual value of the tree before it was damaged? Period. Elazar Zeira, uh, maybe little Elazar, 
He was wearing black shoes, and that was something that was not common. Maybe it was, whatever it was, it was not common to wear that. And he was out in public in the marketplace in Ardash. The, um, the stormtroopers or the uh, enforcers of the, of the Exilarchs uh, uh, rule were there. And they said to him, well, What are you wearing these unusual shoes for, buddy? Amru said to them, Oh, it's to show my mourning for Yerushalayim, for Jerusalem. Amru they said back to him, well, who are you? You're so chashiv ad chashivis. You're so uh, important. To mourn for Jerusalem. And uh, they figured, uh, we'll see mistakenly, but they figured that this guy is just uh, full of it. He's Mr. Haughty. Suffer yuhara haughtiness have comma, connector has yuhavichavshu. So they brought him in and they uh, incarcerated him. They threw him in the slammer. Amr Lahui says to them, um, Gavar Rabana. Well, uh, actually, um, gentlemen, I'm a, I'm a very important person. Um, I guess he had to do that to try to get out of uh, this uh, predicament. Um, Amrul so they said back to him, Minayadinan. Well, uh, how are we supposed to know that? Like, prove it. Amrul said back to them, Iyasun Bo Minay Milsa. Listen, so I'll give you an option. If you want, y'all can ask me something, and I'll uh, answer it. Oh, Ana Ibai Minaychu Milsar, I'll ask y'all something and you can answer it. Well, Amrule, they said back to him. Okay, Boyat. So you ask the question, Rabbi. Uh, you say you're a rabbi. Amar Lahu, he said to them, um, okay, here's the question. Haiman de Katz Kufra. If somebody cuts down uh, the tree of his friend, my Mishalan, what does he have to pay? Amrule, the Kufra is like, to dates, Rashi says, as Bosar is Tanavim, it's like an early stage of development of the dates. Uh, so they say back, well, Misham Dame Kufra. You know what has to be paid? The value of the Kufra. So he says back to them, well, one second, fellas. If you just like leave it for another few weeks, Tamri, they would be like fully uh, formed dates, fully grown, fully ripened dates. So they say back to him, Amrulay, uh, okay, well, if that's the case, Mishalim to make Tamri, then you should have to pay the value of fully uh, finished dates. Amrulu, he says back to them, yeah, but why would he have to pay fully formed dates when uh, his animal ate them or when uh, he chopped the tree down? The Halav Tamri Shakalmina, he didn't take fully formed dates from the, the fellow who has uh, been damaged. Amrulay, so they say back to him, well, okay, fine. Clearly, you got us going around in circles here. Ema lan at. Why don't you tell us what the psak is? Amarlu, he responded to them that the psak is bishishim. One, two, sixty. Now, they say, well, who else says like that? You say you're such a chash of rabbi. Amrule, man amar kavaseich. Amarlu, he says back to them, ha shmuel chayu beisino kayim. Well, shmuel's alive and his basin's around. And why don't you check with them? So, shadru kamei to shmuel. They sent the issue to shmuel. Amalu, and the response was, Shaper Kamalachu Bishishim. Whoever that fellow is, he's saying correctly, it is assessed one in sixty, Kama Vishavkuhu. And they released him from the old slammer. They let him go. Interesting story. Said the Mishnah of Shimonaimer, Achla Perez, Gemurin, etc. My time. So, what's the reason that we don't use this like bulk per unit evaluation method, but we, uh, at least according to Rab Shimon, we evaluate the produce and in its full value right now? Well, Had Amarachmana, the reason is because that which the Pasuk says, three word quote, Ubir Beste Acher. That was, we know, the phrase that led us to. This whole idea of evaluating it uh, sixty times and then dividing by sixty, Melamed Shisham and Al Gav 
When is that comma connector? Hani mili midi detsarach lesadav. Like the whole pasuk is ubir besteach or something that needs the field. In other words, it's produce that is not yet fully grown. It still needs to be growing in the field. Hani, however, this stuff that Roshim was talking about, like fully finished peiros, kevan delaytzrichi lesad doesn't need the field anymore. In its full current form is what will have to be paid by the one who's responsible for the damage. Period. Two points. Number one, Dan Rav Karabi Meir, and number two, that Rav judged a case like Rabbi Meir, we'll see shortly, and he paskin halacha like Rabbi Shimon. Colon. Dan Rav Karabi Meir, I underline those two words, de Sanya. Here's what the issue was in the following Brisa. And uh, the price goes for just over two uh, lines. Uh, the issue is when a uh, when a man marries a uh, woman, he has a certain amount. Uh, there's a ksuba, and there's a certain amount of uh, money that is promised in the event of uh, his death or divorce to the woman. Now, let's say uh, over the course of this fellow's marriage, he. Um, tries to sell that field. He would clearly have to get her to sign off on that uh, deal because uh, she does have the other lane. Let's say, though, um, the husband tried to write a document to sell the field to, the, to, to person number one, and she did not sign off on it. Comma. Shaney, the husband then goes and tries to uh, uh, have the field go to somebody else. The and she signs off on it. She agrees to that. Well, Let's say in the event of death or divorce, um, she needs to be paid, and there's no other uh, land. Uh, so Avda Ksuba, so she's actually lost her ability to collect the Ksuba because she basically signed off on what the husband had done, basically selling that field that was the one that she was supposed to collect. Divrei, Rabbi Meir, and we box Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yehuda, who also boxed Taimer, Yechoyla, he should Taimer. No, 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 she can, she'd have a good excuse to why she signed it. She could say, I was married to the guy at the time. Nachas Ruchasi Silabali, you know, making a, a attempt at a pleasant sort of atmosphere is what I was doing for my husband. I'm not going to like disagree with him. Atem, alai, what are y'all coming at me for? Like, let me please collect my ksuba. So that's where um, Rav had judged a case like. Rebbe Meir, that she would indeed lose her kesuba. And Rebbe Meir's svara is that um, since she, when the first uh, a, a transaction took place and she had to sign off on it, she didn't sign off on it. When the second one took place and she did, she really was signing away that field from giving her the ability to collect uh, for her kesuba payment in the future. I underline here three words of Paschal Sakrab Shimon. Where do we see that Rab Paschal Sakrab Shimon? Kihaditznan. Our Mishnah, and we requote our Mishnah for just over a line. Right angles of Shimon Aimer, Achla Paris Gemurin, Mishlamis Paris Gemurin. Which is basically that if an animal eats fully um, uh, formed, fully ripened, ready to go, Paris, even they're still attached to the ground, the payment has to be made in the equivalent of uh, fully uh, formed Paris. Says the Mishnah, Magdish. Uh, a gadish is a pile of grain. So I'm magdish. If I pile up my grain in somebody else in my neighbor's field, shaloy bereshus. I like I didn't get permission from him. And like my neighbor's animal eats some of it. Well, obviously my neighbor's potter. He never 
told me that I could pile it up in his backyard. If the animal that is belong that's owned by my neighbor is damaged to them, either like it eats it and gets terrible diarrhea and dies, or it slips on it. Um, the fellow who's responsible for putting this pile of grain in that other guy's backyard, he's going to be liable. However, if he piled this stuff up with the permission of the owner of that field in that field, then he would actually be uh, chayev um, in the case where the um, uh, animal had eaten uh, some of it. That's the end of the Mishnah. Lema, should we say it's not Rebbe, that this Mishnah is taught not like the uh, Tana Rebbe, why? We had this uh, a few weeks ago. Rebbe was the one who said, remember, in that case, that it's not just enough for the field owner to say, yeah, pile it up. He has to say, yeah, pile it up, and I'm taking full responsibility for it. So this sounds like it's not like Rebbe. Because uh, Rebbe says, Amar, The Balabais has to say more than just, yeah, bring it in. He has to say, yeah, bring it in, and I will take responsibility for it. So should we say this mission is not like Rebbe? Well, not necessarily. Amara Papa, Hacha Benetarbe Dariaskin, and the place where this fellow asked to pile up his grain wasn't just like some other guy's stomp field. It was actually um, by the guard of the threshing floor area. Now, the threshing floor area, apparently, a lot of people would share one, one threshing floor, and uh, different people would come and pile up their grain there, which kind of makes sense because they're going to want to thresh it, to Kavan to Amarle, in that case, where the fellow who's in charge of that area says, yep, yeah, bring it on in, Ayil Ugodish, that means, that's tantamount to him saying, Ayil the Anterlachu, bring it in and I'll watch it for you, because like, by definition, if it's a whole bunch of people who bring their stuff in, it's enough to, for him to say, yep, yeah, drop it off, that's the equivalent of somebody else saying, yeah, drop it off and I will take full responsibility for it. Adkan.